Hi, I'm Josh Gandy, and you're listening to No Proof. This podcast is an extension of my journey to discover closeness to myself and the outside world. Through mindfulness, the person I'm becoming since sobriety, and the healthy choices I'm learning about along the way. In each episode, I'll be speaking with someone with ties to sobriety, the bar and restaurant industry, wellness, recovery, or all of the above. There's no proof like the present. You are listening to No Proof. As always, I am Josh Gandy, and today I am joined by Tori, aka Mocktail Girly. And we uh, met through Instagram. Uh, I got a chance to see like some of like the really great recipes that you put together. And I think that anybody that is bringing like something kind of like fresh, inventive, and like a spin on ways of like still drinking without drinking alcohol, it's um, super cool. So I'm excited to chat with you about kind of like how the progression of, uh, you know, coming up with these drinks has worked for you what it's like meant within your life to kind of like still be able to enjoy um things that maybe you thought you wouldn't be able to enjoy uh, with some really inventive stuff in the cup so uh firstly thanks for joining me definitely so happy to be here so you have um recently on instagram shared that you are how many days without alcohol it was 4 35 and i assume then that would mean i'm four 40 or 40 I think yeah do the math something like that yeah so take me back like 450 days ago how were you feeling what was going on and you know what kind of like led to the process of maybe considering the removal of of alcohol from your life and you know how did you kind of you know walk yourself into that sure so at the beginning of 2022 kind of like a New Year's resolution type thing. I just wanted to cut back. I was like, it's not serving, alcohol is not serving me anymore. I just feel like it's it, it's not serving me, like I said. So, um, I, but I was just drinking sparkling water and I was like, there's no way I can just do this for the rest of my life. And I had no, I did not know any of the options at the time at all and hadn't done any research. And then um Actually, in April of 2022, my husband and I went on our delayed honeymoon because of COVID and everything. And while we were there, um, my husband actually um, had a medical emergency. Um, And so we had to go to a hospital in a third world country. And it was, you know, not the type of honeymoon that people, you know, expect or you think is going to ever happen to you. Um, And so it was one of those things where we really reevaluated everything that was important to us. And if you don't have your health, you really don't have anything. I mean, you can't even enjoy your honeymoon and we're not unhealthy people. It was just certain decisions where you're like, is this worth it? Is it not? So we had one of those really long conversations about um, cutting alcohol out because it wasn't the cause of what happened, um, but it definitely was something that can affect it. So, um, you know, we kind of did it together. We decided that we wanted to do it um, for the both of us. And so we get um, home from the trip finally, and that's a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. Um, But uh, luckily he recovered and everything. And so we started our new journey, um, April 26th of not drinking alcohol. And like I mentioned before, I had already started to cut back. um, But then this really gave me that like new inspired idea to just 
dive headfirst into finding out what I can drink. And I am a very simple person. I don't like the super complicated drinks. Even when I was drinking alcohol, it was really just beer and wine. I wasn't buying all the different types of liquor and things that you can do with it. So I really just wanted to find a way to make super tasty and healthy drinks because I didn't want to be like overcompensating for like sugars and things in a mocktail. So um, decided to just start experimenting with fruits and like different flavors of sparkling waters because I really like carbonation and all that kind of stuff. So it sounds like, you know, the removal of alcohol from your life was kind of like something that you were kind of like considering for a while before Mm -hmm. you, you know, you kind of had like this abrupt moment that kind of like pushed you uh, to to fully make that decision. What were you kind of like seeing within your life that you thought could be made better from the removal? And, you know, how were you kind of like checking in with yourself? Did you have sort of like an internal conversation around this? Or was it just sort of like, you know, the passage of time was kind of like revealing some different things? Absolutely. I mean, it was cut cold turkey at that point. So I really had to have those conversations with myself all the time of why was I drinking and what was I getting out of it basically. So my my biggest reason was, as I feel like some people do, wasting away a Saturday or a Sunday and then only making plans with people that revolved around drinking. It and and now I'm 32 years old. I so I was 31. Um, and just thinking about that, I was like, I wanted more out of my life. I just felt like there were so many opportunities and things that I can do that wasn't like, okay, let's go meet up for a drink, which is always great. Don't get me wrong. But, um, I just knew that I wanted more out of that. So those like self check-ins that I had were, if I really wanted a drink on like a Wednesday night, I was like, what is the reason? Why do you want this? And then once I slowly as weeks and months went by where I had to have that conversation of, is it worth it? Is it not? I feel like eventually it was, well, what if I just had one drink? And then it was, well, what if I didn't? And then I would just enjoy a non-alcoholic beer or make a mocktail. And I completed the night as normal. So, and then I woke up feeling great and slept great. Um, And so that was kind of that determining factor of all of that. Was it kind of tough to have some of those like internal monologues sometimes? I know for me, you know, it's such a simple question. It's just like, well, just, just don't do it. But sometimes that feels like so much uh, harder. Did you have to kind of like put rules in place or did you kind of have like a way to talk yourself through it when you were maybe feeling those pulls of just like, wow, it would really be just so, it'd be so much easier to just give in and have the drink than to like have this back and forth with myself. Totally. And I feel like the most freeing thing that happened for me was a non-alcoholic wine doesn't have the same flavors and taste of an alcoholic wine. It's just how it is. I had one of those epiphanies one night where I was pouring the glass of non-alcoholic wine to watch my favorite show. And that was usually like the type of evening I would have. And I had this moment where I was just watching the show and I was enjoying myself and I was drinking this non-alcoholic wine. And I was like, it isn't about the exact taste or what I'm missing out on. You know, I was enjoying just being in that moment and having something that I genuinely enjoyed. And I didn't feel like I was missing out on that flavor. So totally, I just feel like I had that moment where I was like, this isn't worth it. Like, this is so much better. (laughs) I had something similar because like I, I learned that like my big kind of like 
want or need moment to like what I thought was related to alcohol was kind of like, this is when I was still bartending. So I would get home later than anybody else. And, you know, oftentimes my wife, girlfriend at the time was like asleep. So I'd be on the couch and I was just like, man, I need a beer. You know, I had that like post shift kind of like feeling. And when I made the switch from like beer to just like cracking a LaCroix, I had the same real like realization. I was just like, what I needed to hear was like that hiss of the can. I just wanted something to drink. It didn't have to be that. And then just kind of like, I have, like I reset my like wind down period, but then like, you know, with the removal of alcohol, like I was sleeping better. Sometimes I didn't even need that moment when I would get back from work, I would just like be able to go like straight to bed, which I always thought was like impossible. Um, when you were kind of like redefining some of these moments, like what did you notice changing beyond just kind of like feeling present in a moment that you thought alcohol usually provided. Um, my friend sent me a text recently that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, he's like two and a half months sober at this point. And he was at a, a concert and he was just like, when you're at like a show or something like this, do you, does it feel of way that it did when you were like a teenager? And I knew exactly what he was talking about because like back to the moments of teenager like teenagehood like when I wasn't drinking like that was when I was like that was the last time that I was like pure that was the last time that I was like quote unquote clean and the way that like I experienced life at that time was just the way that I experience it now and I didn't realize like how much I was like being numb to when like you know alcohol was there to kind of like numb out anything that was difficult but I'm was unaware that like alcohol was also numbing things that I could really like enjoy in life enjoying myself like what subtle changes did you start making in your life from the removal of alcohol? What did you notice when you did it? Um, I think relationships and communication were huge for me because um, I feel like alcohol really does hinder that when you're trying to get your point across with someone, whether you know they're drinking, you're drinking, always one of the more frustrating things. So I feel like my husband and I so much stronger and not that we were ever like it was a huge problem, but I definitely noticed that just the communication so much better. It's clear, you know, you don't have that awful feeling of like, what did I say last night or something like that. Um, and to that point, what you just said, I also had um, one of those moments I went on a bachelorette trip and I was very nervous for it. It was, I knew it was going to be a lot of going out, a very typical girly bachelorette party. Um, and I, and I was, scared I didn't know like what decisions I was gonna make I didn't know if I would give in if it would be hard if the girls weren't wouldn't be supportive of it because I really didn't know a lot of them things like that and it was one of those um moments where I realized I was saving an incredible amount of money so then I felt like I could treat the bride more I enjoyed ice cream I got more coffees um I was able to get up earlier than everyone in the morning and go explore where I was because I had never been there um and then I also noticed we went to a karaoke bar and you know everyone's like falling asleep at the bar and I was so worried that I was going to be a grandma and want to go to sleep at 9 p.m when in reality I had so much energy I was the one singing karaoke and dancing like a fool and I had no alcohol in my system and that was one of those moments and I'm a very quiet, passive person. So I was, I was very nervous for that as well. And then I realized that I don't care. I'm going to have a really good time. And the fact that I was drinking soda water with lime, which is really delicious, by the way, I feel like it gets a bad rap, but sometimes it's just what you need. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, it was one of those things where I just, like you said, so pure, so fun. And I remember every single second of that entire trip. And it was one of the best trips I've ever been on. And I did get a lot of support from the girls. There was never any pressure. Like when they did shots, they got me one of water to be inclusive. It was so sweet. So I had a wonderful time on that. And that was one of those moments where I got home and and it was in July of last year. So about a year ago. Um, and I was like, if I can handle that, I can be a part of any sort of event or situation and feel confident. Yeah, that's that's really big because I feel like I, you know, as I was like making the decision for myself, um, you know, before my current lifestyle kind of like settled when it was still kind of like I was questioning like certain things. There were a lot of those big moments that like were always on the approach and like you could like string those along for infinity until you start actually like living them. Cause I uh, removed alcohol in October. So I was like approaching like holidays and I was like, well, you're going to have to drink on Christmas cause you always do X and then your birthday's in January. So, you know, you're going to have to like toast with champagne or whatever. And then like once those things started arriving and I like held fast in my decision, it was so big. It's such a relief to like get because the first time it feels like you got through it and then you realize like how not bad it is. But then at the same time, it makes you step back and just kind of like think about how you're wired and how we are wired and how many things are like tethered to drinking that don't have to be. I imagine, you know, if you stepped back like 500 days and thought about yourself going to a bachelorette party and singing karaoke sober, it probably was terrifying, right? Like, how do you feel now having like gone through that and, and measuring it against that person that would have been scared? Uh, never, never. And I, I was, you know, the person who said, you know, uh, two years ago, I don't understand dry January, like straight up that kind of person. I was like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And um, then I just laugh that like, now I sit here and have not had a drop of alcohol and I know I'm so much better for it and that I made such a great decision for that. Um, um, can you ask the question again? I kind of forgot what you kind of said. What's no, I, I, like your, your answer makes total <laughs> was that, sense. Was that you good? Know? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was, I was kind of like the same way as well. You know, like before I really made the decision, like when, if people told me they didn't drink, I'm like, but why you can. Yeah, um, exactly. Cause it was just like so ingrained, but I guess, uh, you know, a question to move from that is like, what has changed in your life? You know, we, as I said before, like so many things are tethered to alcohol. It kind of like makes it feel at first, like you have to kind of like reconfigure the way that you look at life. Some of the things that you do, like, you know, I was really good at finding a way that even if alcohol wasn't included, I could make alcohol included because it was everywhere else. It was just so easy to like pump into these like everyday activities where it doesn't even live. Did you find that any of your hobbies changed? Did you find that any of the things that you like used to find enjoyment from you no longer do, or do you find more enjoyment out of things now that things have changed? Yeah. So I would say up until you know, April of last year, uh, we were still very much like the party goers, you know, staying out later at night, things like that. So like I said, it was pretty cold turkey. So um, I still felt like I wanted to live a similar life just without drinking alcohol. So in certain ways, I don't feel like my life has changed other than I can drive home, which is a huge huge anxiety, like weight lift. I feel like I didn't realize how much 
that was a problem in my life that I would, the minute that I, or like my husband have one drink, I would be like, we can't drive home. Like I always was, I mean, drinking and driving, I am just so unbelievably against that it brought on so much anxiety while drinking on how you're going to get home and you have to pay for an Uber and then, or you leave, a, excuse me, you leave a car, you know, it's far away. You got to go get it in the morning, things like that. The fact that I can go out and stay out till whenever, and I can drive home confidently, or I can go to a wedding and get home that night. Things like that are just such game changers that I never thought about in that moment when I am drinking to now. That's just such a huge, like, flex honestly that I'm like all right see you guys later like I'm gonna drive home kind of thing but um I think also to that point um launching mocktail girly has been she's been my support system it's been huge because I was able to um capture such a amazing community in this time of oh my gosh there are so many like-minded people and I'm not alone because that was the other thing in my circle of friends family um I don't, there aren't many people I knew that didn't drink. And I was like, what am I going to do? What are people going to think of me? Am I going to lose friendships? Things like that. Um, and luckily I do have wonderful friends and none of that has really happened for me. But um, I think I do have such a great community. And so many people opened up to me about reasons why they don't drink, can't drink, um, don't drink, all of those things to where it really opened my eyes as well of that the reason I chose to stop drinking is because of a life event and also um, to support my significant other. But there are so many reasons why people don't. And the fact that people felt comfortable enough to open up to me and share things in my um, direct messages, that was why I started that account. I wanted to offer super relatable drinks that pe anyone could make. But on the flip side, I didn't realize I was going to be getting so much in return of thank yous and People, like I said, people feeling so comfortable to share things with me, it then motivated me even more where now I know that there is such like-minded people and so many people that struggle as well, that you're not alone. That's a really great point. It, it's, it's kind of um, staggering how lonely that decision can feel and, you know, how, and to kind of like meet the fact that it's quite the opposite, that there are, there is support. There are people that are there with you. It's just like, it's, it seems really tough to reckon with. And you feel so alone in that decision because you feel like it as you don't recognize it as growth at first. You recognize it as change. You recognize it as like, I'm upturning my whole life. Like everything that I knew is now different. How could this ever make sense? So like, as things start to settle, it's like very calming. And, you know, part of that clarity that you get is to, to be able to look back and be like, okay, I guess it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I'm yeah. fortunate to have these people around me. Um, what are people saying in the the messages to you? How are, how do you find kind of like the approach of drink making? Like, what are people looking for with a non alcoholic drink from from you? And and how how do you best share that? Um, a lot of the messages are they just appreciate how simple they are. Um, that it isn't like I said that complex, um, different types of mocktail cocktail type drink, um, and just that I also talk about that. It, I want you to be able to walk into the grocery store and find the strawberries and the sparkling water or the club soda or tonic or anything really easily to where you're not like running through the store trying to find a very specific syrup that um, could make the drink amazing. But um, sometimes I, I, that's just how I wanted to go about this. And because that's who I am. And 
I didn't want to share someone on the internet that isn't true to myself and to also it would be extremely stressful to be making all these drinks and there are so many options of um in our space online so it's like there's something for everyone which I found so incredible and that I feel like the space too I can lean on different people who I've met like you things like that where um you can direct people oh well I met this person and they make these really cool drinks if that's what you're looking for um and then a lot of people ask about the canned mocktails or ones that you don't have to make just really really simple stuff so um, lots of recommendations for that as well so I mean like I said, most of my drinks really come from some type of fresh fruit or vegetable that you muddle up or that you blend and things like that. And then add different flavors with herbs and sweeteners and things like that. I think that's really great. And I, you know, it's, I think like sometimes people have a difficult time, like even understanding like what a non-alcoholic drink is Mm -hmm. like somehow like alcoholic cocktails are so much easier for them to understand that like, you know, one of the main questions that you get is like, what do you drink if you don't drink? Like, it's just like, sometimes people's heads explode. So it's it's really great to kind of like, uh, you know, have you as a resource of just like, here's how to get started and to have something. Um, I mean, even to that point that there are, like I said, when I started this, I had no idea there was a whole non-alcoholic space. I had no idea. I think I had maybe heard of like oduls. <laughs> I think that's all I'd heard of. And the fact that, I mean, luckily in Columbus, we have Brewdog, which is just so awesome to have on hand. I mean, I always have that in my fridge. And then um, I feel like they're on tap a lot of places, or at least there's an option at a bar or a restaurant, um, especially where we live. But um, even as simple as a mimosa, there's so many non-alcoholic champagne options. And that I feel like is so important because whether we like it or not, sharing a drink is really a part of our society. And I have no issue with that. I think it's great to toast to things. I think it's really great. I think it's awesome to share a drink and a conversation with people. I, at this point, I think I've realized that it is not what's in the cup though. So I think having those options is so fantastic. And like I said, even like when people ask about that, I'm like, yes, you can make a non-alcoholic mimosa. Here's how. Yeah. And it's like, it's only getting better as well. You know, uh, mm-hmm. here in Columbus where we are, like, I I can hardly think of a spot that doesn't have something to offer now, which is really great. But you mm-hmm. mentioned like, even on the bachelorette party, like being poured like a shot of water to be included in those moments. And like, that's, what's really big. Cause you don't want to give up a part of your life when you give up drinking. And I think that's what, what a lot of people think that you have to do. And that's just absolutely not the case. Even in your kind of like, um, you know, around like 450 days or whatever, like, how have you noticed the kind of like inclusive invitations growing? You know, like, do you feel that like when you go to spots, there's uh, something to ask for? Or do you feel like people are even receptive to the conversation if they don't have something to offer of like changing the way that they think about their their offerings and changing their menus and stuff like that? Yeah, I I mean, it's definitely something I look for, especially if it's like a date night or something special, um, because I always say that too. I'm like, there's sometimes where I go out to eat, even when I was drinking that I really never, like I didn't need to order a drink at dinner all the time, but I do love to look at the menu to see what non-alcoholic options they have. And I have been pleasantly surprised because, you know, over a year ago, two years ago, I wasn't looking for that at all. So I never really noticed if it was even on the menu or not, but at this point, I mean, I'm so 
it's so cool. I mean, most trips I've been on, I try to research that ahead of time so that I at least put myself in a place where I am going to feel confident to order a drink. Cause I'm someone who I'm not going to make a big um, scene. If I ask for non-alcoholic options and they say like lemonade or something, it is what it is. I accept it for what they can offer, but I really do try to plan ahead and make sure I can order with confidence, whether it's finding a cocktail and just eliminating the alcohol, or if they do have non-alcoholic options, which is great. Um, and then like I said, like most bars have some like one non-alcoholic beer and I do enjoy beer. So um, just looking for those. So that's always one of my like biggest things of advice is if you um, don't drink or you're trying not to plan ahead, give yourself that support because when you're sitting down and that waiter comes over and they go, Oh, can I get you guys all a drink? you like are so flustered in that moment because you're like, oh my gosh, everyone else is ordering something. Like, what should I order? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you order a Coke or something and you like regret everything. Or I've even noticed this where I know I'm going to dinner in that moment when they ask you, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel pressure to order. But then in reality, five minutes later after that happens and you have your water, you're like totally fine. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> It's so great to kind of like see more and more options, like even available, like mm -hmm. in the, in the store, I guess my question for you, if, if someone has just now making the decision to kind of like, you know, whether they're removing alcohol or altogether, or they're just kind of like looking for ways to kind of like have something to sip around the house, like what would, what would you say? Like if you, if you had just enough space to kind of like fill like a shopping basket, the little like hand carry one out of the store, like what would you stock it with to kind of like have your primer for getting some non-alcoholic drinks started at home? Um, should I talk about brands specifically or talk about brands or just like individual items, like whatever you would, you'd recommend stocking. So definitely, uh, non-alcoholic beer. Um, there are so many amazing options and you can really find them at the grocery store. So simply now, I mean, they're usually all in one section. So, and they're cold now, them. which is huge. Yes. <laughs> they used to and only be cold. in like the hottest end cap of the whole store. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. So that's always a go-to. Um, I definitely, I am a champagne, like bubbly type person. So I always like to have those kind of on my bar cart or in my pantry. Um, those are always a bottle to pick up here and there. Um, the mixers as well, um, like a club soda, um, tonic I'll have, or, and ginger beer. Ginger beer is the MVP, I feel like, because a Moscow mule really tastes good because of the ginger beer, if I'm being honest. So just add some fresh mint to that. It's so good. <laughs> but those are kind of those things I grab if, if they're in a pinch. I know a bunch of the more like popular drinks, like um, the like prebiotic sodas now that you can pour into a wine glass are just such a vibe. So I am totally someone who does that as well at night. So those are some good ones to grab. That's awesome. Yeah. What have you, um, what have you noticed about yourself? How have you changed kind of like mentally and emotionally now? And what do you hope for in the future? Love that question. Um, kind of like I mentioned with the story about the bachelorette party, I feel so much more confident. I feel like I thought I relied on the alcohol to have conversations with people, to dance, to have a good time and then I realized that I didn't need it and that I really was 
an outgoing, confident, kind person all this time and that I was worthy of having those conversations and deeper connections without it than with it. So that's probably the biggest thing is that I think I've really found myself in that sense, as cheesy as that is. Um, And then, I don't know, just how I see this going forward. I mean, I, I love that I get to do it with my husband. I mean, having someone next to me doing that really makes a world of a difference. Doing it alone, like we talked about, is really tough. So I feel lucky that I do have the Mocktail Girly community as well as my husband to um, do this together and not have to do it alone. So I know that with him, I'll be able to keep going and continue to grow in who I become as a person and and things like that. So it's really exciting to me because I feel like, you know, when you turn 21, it's like you get to start drinking. And now I feel like in my 30s, I decided to stop drinking. And now I'm finding so much more about myself and, you know, what I deserve in this life, which is pretty cool. How do you hope the kind of like non-alcoholic space changes? Where do you see, where do you either see that going or where do you hope it goes? I, I mean, I feel like it it is booming. And so we're in such a fantastic time to be a part of it. Um, I think we'll be seeing more and more menus popping up with non-alcoholic options that include non-alcoholic spirits, more non-alcoholic beers, I hope wine. I feel like wine is something that's still lacking behind of when you go to like an Italian restaurant or things like that, where you really might want to enjoy a glass like that. Um, and then when I went to New York City, I was just blown away by the non-alcoholic space that they have. And I would love to see more non-alcoholic um, bottle shops that are just non-alcoholic I mean those kind of places are so cool I mean walking in there I I mean I think I could spend like thousands of dollars luckily I only had a uh, carry-on so I couldn't uh, go crazy but I think if those continue to pop up that would be incredible Um, but just the inclusivity of it all I think is very important and the accepting that there are non-alcoholic drinks that aren't just sodas and lemonade I got to go to a non-alcoholic bottle shop when I was just in London. Shout out to Noah Villeneuve, who has done a an episode of this show. But he brought out like so many wonderful things to the table. And it was like literal kid in a candy shop moment where <laughs> we tasted just like a table full of all of this stuff. And it just like, it was all so delicious and so good. Like I even kind of like, I kept checking the labels. I was like, are you sure this is alcohol free? It's it's so good. And same situation. Like I left with just like so much of this stuff. Like I think like the legal uh, <laughs> limit of what I could actually like put in my, in my suitcase. But I think the one thing that I really enjoy about the, I don't want to call it a trend. I want to call it like a movement of non-alcoholic um, lifestyle because to be a trend feels like it's going to like fizzle out or die off. And I think with something like this is like when people discover the way that they can feel or discover things about themselves, like there's no downswing to this. And even someone like me in the very beginning, when I was kind of like questioning some of those moments where I thought maybe I wouldn't have to drink, I thought that like it would, I thought there would be a time in my life where it would appear where, where it would appear necessary, where I would have to go back in some regard. And, you know, even when I was making those decisions for a version of myself that didn't exist yet saying, you're going to drink at this time, you're going to drink with this person, all these things are going to come up when they arrived and I didn't drink with that person or I didn't drink at all. Now I'm too far removed. 
now I know too much. Now I feel too good. Now I'm too much me, the person that I had never met before. And I'm proud of that person to like ever want to go back or to be hungover or to like your point, have to go pick up my car the next day, puke, like no thanks. <laughs> and I think if more and more people discover that and they're just like, well, I feel good. That's the end. There's no, I feel good, but you just feel good. Uh, to see it arrive on more and more menus and and more and more places um, that happens because of people like you. So thank you for your contribution to the non-alcoholic space. I'm so happy for you to be feeling good in your own mind, in your own body. Uh, and I really look forward to, to what comes next with Mock Hill Gurley. And I hope that all of your followers see how great uh, it is that you're, you're doing. So thank you for, for joining me today. You're so welcome. That was a great way to finish it. I agree a hundred percent. That's no proof. Thank you for listening. And if you liked what you heard or are interested to hear more, make sure to like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Music was written and recorded by my brother Kyle right here in Columbus, Ohio. To pick up an NA enamel pen and other great barware, head to moverandshakerco.com. More info and other shows like the Focus on Health podcast with Alex Jump can be found at fohealth.org. That's focusonhealth.org.